Thank you for tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas here with you today. I'm so pleased that you're tuning in and I pray that you be blessed. I have a message today titled Broken Yokes from Galatians 4.4. 4. It says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. So broken yokes we're going to talk about today. Yokes, chains, or bondages can be a horrible struggle for a Christian or for a person that's not born again. Jesus came to set at liberty the captives. He came to break the yoke. So what is a yoke? A yoke is a device for joining together a pair of animals, especially oxen. A frame that fits the shoulder and neck of a human for carrying water can be called a, a yoke. A symbol, it was a symbol of slavery. In fact, slaves were marched around humiliated and made a spectacle of. It was called a yoke. In machinery, a yoke is a vice-like piece that grips two parts and holds them firmly together. A yoke, therefore, is literally something that binds you to someone or something else. So what is your yoke? The Holy Spirit is working to remove all your burdens, all your yokes, all your chains. The only one who allows the yoke to remain is you. So the question again is, what is your yoke? What is your yoke? It could be sin. It could be fornication. Uh, masturbation, uh, um, adultery, sexual sin in general, uncleanness, perversion. Uh, it could be gossip. It could be any number of sins. Uh, so today we're going to talk about broken yokes. And let's look at three references in the Bible. Three references in the Bible where the word yoke is mentioned. The first, it's in reference to the law. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The yoke here speaks of the law, of human inventions, of doctrines, of ceremonies. Being yoked to the law became a popular thought with the Jews. Later, this same law, which was so popular among the Jews, became a bondage. So we read in Galatians 3.11, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. In other words, if you're living by the law, uh, you're going to be entangled by the law. We know that Paul later says uh, that if you're under the law and if you disobey one law, or fall um, in the sin, then you're guilty of breaking all of the law. And so a yoke of religion and legalism brings about oppression and bondage. When one walks in legalism, a judgmental spirit comes upon that one, that person. The legalist is justified in his heart when he tears someone else down. Have you noticed that? When you tear somebody down, you insult them, you talk down to them. Um, you know, it just, 
it just um, is an ugly act on our part when he when we show the failure of another that that person that's doing that builds himself up higher see how could you do that i'm up here and so isaiah tells us to fast that we might be free from legalism in isaiah 58 and 6 it says is not this the fast that i have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that you that you break every yoke. And so, he says you need to be free from a judgmental, legalistic spirit. Isaiah 58 and 9 says, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, uh, the scripture says. In other words, stop pointing at them that cannot comply with them, with the law. You do this by way of scorn, division, and persecution. He says it's the same as hitting someone with a fist. Isaiah 58 and 4 says, Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smile with a fist of wickedness, you shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. See, the prophet declares there is a proper fast in which every yoke is to be broken. In verse 6 of chapter 58 of Isaiah, it says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? Some of us are carrying a heavy burden that needs not to be carried by us. Some of us are trying to please God in our own merit or strength. We believe our blessings hinge on what we do or what we do not do. And Galatians 3.11 is very clear. It says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Let's look at three the second reference in the Bible where the word yoke is mentioned. It's related to this idea of link. The first is related to the word law. The second is related to the word link. Second Corinthians six fourteen: Be not unequally yoked together. In other words, don't link yourself to others. For what fellowship has righteousness and unrighteousness and what communion has light with darkness. See, fellow, righteousness cannot have fellowship with unrighteousness, nor light with darkness. So he says, do not yoke yourself with someone or someone that is a bondage. We are to have no part with those who are in paganism, unbelief, and idolatry. We are to have no part with those who are in fornication. And the Bible says to flee fornication. Therefore, if someone is caught up in fornication, don't yoke yourself with that one person or group of people. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We are not to partner with people in sin. 1 Timothy 5.22 Paul says, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep yourself pure, whether in the world or in the church, wherever you're at, 
Keep yourself pure and separated and cleansed. Does that mean you can't talk to a sinner? Of course not. But do not partake of their sin. Do not yoke yourself to them. Do not join yourself to them. Um, uh, speak to them, knowing that you're separated from the world and from sin. 1 Corinthians 5, nine, Paul said, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such a one, do not even eat. Who are you linked with today? Are your relationships pleasing to your God? Separate yourself. Separate yourself. For God says, come out from among them. Yoke ties us to something or someone other than ourselves. Is it something someone said about you or to you? Is it something someone did to you a long time ago? Were you hurt by someone in the past? When you think of that one, do you relive it? If you are, you're linking yourself to them. You're yoking yourself to them. What is your yoke? The Holy Spirit is working to remove all your burdens, your yoke, some of you need to let go of past relationships. Some of you may be involved in relationships now with unbelievers. God says as proof of your love for me, make a clean break from them. Secure your happiness by not being unequally yoked. Don't yoke yourself with somebody from the world. It is as improper as yoking animals of different kinds and species. This verse not only speaks of marriage, but all intimate relationships. Do not connect with the unbeliever. Get connected here. Get connected or connect yourself with people who love God. Connect yourself with people who support the ministry you're attending or helping with. Connect with people that are committed to support the leadership of your church. Connect to people that are committed to undergird you with prayer. Do not be unequally yoked. It will bring you down sure as can be. The first passage speaks of the law. The second passage speaks of the link. And the third reference in the Bible where yoke is mentioned speaks of lordship. Turn with me to Matthew eleven twenty nine and verse 30. And while you're turning in your Bible, I just am pleased to announce that um, I just came back from Bethany, Missouri, where Faith Community Christian Center is um, having a, the 15th Street Revival there in Bethany. I actually went there to preach three days and... Um, Ended up preaching seven days with a, um, nine services that I preached at. And God moved miraculously. The first night he healed a woman of a torn rotor cuff. And she was in pain. And the next day she came in rotating her arm and her shoulder. And uh, God totally healed her. All seven days that I was there, she testified 
that she was pain-free. Others were healed of diabetes instantly. Um, there was there were many many healings in the church and words of knowledge and words of prophecy that changed the life and direction of the saints of God. And so I'm excited about that. The the revival is still going on. God's still on the throne. Uh, he, he has a heart for revival here in America. And uh, let's be praying for Pastor Olin Slaughter, the pastor who is so sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And um, he was cultivated revival in that city of Bethany, Missouri. Uh, please keep him in your prayer. Uh, so Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30 says, Take my yoke upon you, and this is Jesus speaking, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What the Lord is saying in this passage is that Christianity is... That Christianity is easy. Easy only if it's done right. He declares that it is easier to be a Christian than a sinner. Why? Because Jesus is the chain breaker, the burden bearer, the prison breaker, the lion tamer, the devil stomper, the demon chasing, giant slaying, heart mending, miracle working, sanctifying, justifying, sin forgiving, saint washing, revival starting. He's the fourth man in the fire, the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. He's the high and lifted one, the one who comes with healing in his arms, always conquering, all victorious, all powerful, son of the living God. He's the savior of the nations, our great high priest, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's easier to be yoked as a Christian, because Jesus is our mighty deliverer, and we're joined to Him. Imagine that, that we're joined to Him. Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. David said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. In the Bible, we are told to cast away our sins and our idols that will keep us away from God. 1 Peter 5, 7 Peter said, we're told to cast all our cares upon him, for he cares for us. We are to cast our cares, our concerns, and our worries at the feet of Jesus. Our cares become concerns, then become worries. Have you noticed that? You see, the Bible calls worry a sin. When we worry, we're not trusting God or his word. Take my yoke upon you, he said, for my yoke is easy. When you take up the yoke of the world, when you take up the yoke of sin, when you take up the yoke of an ungodly relationship, when you take up a yoke through your worries, um, you wind up being yoked and burdened and bound and captive in captivity to sin or to that yoke. But when you take up his yoke, the yoke of Jesus, it's easy. For he carries the weight of the oak. Aren't you grateful for that? See, our God is a good God. He had everything planned out since before Adam and Eve sinned. He he realized, God realized that sin was going to cause a yoke to come upon humanity. But God had a plan for that and the plan was at Calvary's cross. It was there that he broke the curse of the law. It was there that he broke the yoke, that he broke the link that kept us connected with sin. 
and the sinner and the world. It was there at Calvary's cross that he proved his lordship was a powerful thing for the believer. If we only submit our hearts to him, if we give our lives to Jesus, if we receive him as a burden bearer, as a yoke breaker, as the Lord and Savior of our soul, then God breaks the yoke of sin and the world from our life. Aren't you grateful for that? The generational curses are broken. He became sin when you know sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm so happy that the Lord saved me. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Healing is in the name of Jesus. Provision is in the name of Jesus. God made a way. Folks, God made a way for each and every one of us. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you that the yoke has been broken and our sin has been forgiven. We are new. We are born again. We're to be separated from the world. And today we do that, Lord God, by committing our hearts to you. We say no to the world, no to sin, no to temptation. We say no to the yoke. We say no to the prison that had kept us bound for years, O God. And we receive you, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior. We commit to you. We we promise to uh, serve you the rest of our life here on earth. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord.